today. If we can love and serve you in any way, don't hesitate to ask. Anybody need a Bible? If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Um, it's our gift from us to you. You can have it if you don't have one. So if anybody need a Bible, raise your hand. It's our gift to you. All right, we got a couple of hands. Where our Bible person at? Come on, you got to get busy now. We got a couple of Bibles to pass out. Well, the Bible's been passed out. If everybody can join me, we're going to continue our study. We are in Romans. Today we're going to be in Romans chapter 3, verses 27 through 31. Romans chapter 3, verses 27 to 31. We started Romans a couple months ago. Um, we have started chapter 1. And we're just walking through the book of Romans and seeing what the Lord is teaching us through the book of Romans. We have two testaments in the Bible. We have a Old Testament and a New Testament, right? Okay, the Old Testament, there was everything before Jesus came. All these laws God has given to them to keep, and they broke them all, right? The New Testament now comes in with Jesus coming in to keep all the same laws, and he did. So we have an Old Testament represent the Old Covenant. A New Testament represent the New Covenant. And so in Romans, Paul is writing about this new covenant. What does it mean for Christ coming, dying for sin, for sinners? And now, what does it look like for us as Christians? So let me read our text for us today. And what I just said didn't make sense. I tell you what, we have the next 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much time Malaysia gives me to preach today. And I'll let you know how much we can get done today. So jump with me at Romans chapter 3, starting at verse 27. Then what become of our boasting? It's excluded. By what kind of law? By law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is it God, the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. Who would justify the circumcised by faith? and uncircumcised through faith. Verse 31. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means, on the contrary, we uphold the law. Now, I see a couple eyes right now, like Crescent. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. Let me pray for us and ask the Lord to help us as we walk through this together, right? Do this together, because I don't know it all either. So I'm learning just like you all. So let me pray for us. And ask the Lord to help us in what we're going to be learning here this morning. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, again, Lord, as the psalm, the song we just sung. Your grace and mercy, Lord, have brought us through. And that's why we're here today, because of your grace and mercy. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to speak to us through your word at this time. Lord, I am so unprepared. I'm so weak. I'm so inadequate. But, Lord, you are. You are strong when I am weak. So, Lord, let me find my dependence on you. Help me, Lord, be guided by you. Help me, Lord, to teach your people your truths. Let your people be encouraged. Let your people be edified. So, Lord, let us be blessed by your word here today, Lord. And so for many are here, Lord, that are going through so many different things in life, let your word encourage them, Lord. Let your word enrich them. 
Let your word remind them they are somebody. Let your word remind them, Lord, that they're not alone in the world, Lord. There's so many people after them. There's so many haters out there, Lord. But let them see that, Lord, you're not a hater. You are a good God to them. They're not alone, Lord. But also, Lord, for those that hear the Lord that doesn't know you, I pray that, Lord, your word go forth in power, power, Lord, that many, Lord, turn from their sins and put their faith in you today. Save some today, Lord. In Christ, let me pray. Amen. These last few weeks, I've been out in nature quite a bit. And I'm still trying to get that deer, y'all. Still ain't got it. One thing I noticed about being in nature is trees. I know there's a lot of trees everywhere. And I have appreciated the trees. And I have noticed how we can benefit from so many things in a tree. For example, on a hot day, a tree can give you shade. Shade. Okay? If you're hiding from an animal or you're trying to get away from an animal, you can hide behind a tree. Trees can be cut down and can be made and can be used to make houses and paper. Trees are used for animals in the tree. You see animals create what's in, what in the tree? Nests in the tree. Trees have so many other benefits. Can't go to the bathroom, you can, that's another story. But trees have so many benefits, don't they, in life? That reminds me of our test today. Our test today is going to show us how we have limited the word faith. How trees have so many benefits as what we see in building houses and certain things. Also, faith has so many different benefits. We have appreciated the word faith, said how we think about how we have came this far by faith. But there's so many more things we can get out of faith as the Christian life. And that's what Paul is going to be teaching us today, to cherish faith. If I can name this sermon today, I would say the gift of faith. And we're going to see it in three points today. Faith is going to teach us humility. It's going to humble us. Some of y'all out there just pride for aren't you? Faith is going to teach us what does it mean to be humble. Also, faith is going to teach us, faith saves us. We are saved by faith. It's going to teach us humility. It's going to teach us that we are saved by faith. And the last thing faith is going to teach us about is that it sanctifies us. Some of you guys are looking at me like, okay, Creston, get to the message. So look at point number one. Faith humbles us. Look at verses 27 to 28. Then what become of our boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law? After Paul mentions that God is the just and justifier last week, that God is just, right? I mean, that God is always right. It's never a time in the world that God is wrong. God has never made a mistake. God is always right in what he does. And by not only he's just always right, which is he's just, but also he's the justifier. He makes those he loves to be right as well. So one thing about him being right, but also he can make people right. That's what a judge does. So all God's decisions is just. All God's decisions is right. By doing that is that there's no unrighteousness in God. 
There's no unrighteousness in God. He's always right in what he does. And for those that are in God, that are in Christ, we are righteous as well. Not because of our own doing, because all of us know our past. But God has took our past and put it on the cross. He doesn't see our past anymore. So we are free. We are what? Not guilty. Some of y'all that stood before Judge Brown before. Right? <laughs> right? You stood before him. You might have committed a crime. And he might have said you are guilty of this crime. But for those that are in Christ, all the things that people may say about us in the world, God doesn't hold those things against us. He put those things on himself and he makes us right. So we died today, right, that are in Christ. He say not guilty. You look like, man, I did this, I did this. Man, just look back at all the stuff I've done. God said, I don't see it all. I see myself. I have bore your sins on the cross. I don't see anything. The world might still see those things, but I don't see it. Because he's just and he's the justifier. The way that happened because God is a God that is just. He's a justifier. He can make us right. And so Paul goes in today's text in verse 27. Then what becomes of our boasting then? What becomes of our boasting? Why are y'all boasting and, and keeping the law and, and to, if you aren't just and you're not the justifier? You can't make yourself right. But some in this Roman church were still boasting. I kept the law. I did this more than this person. Oh, I did this. And Paul knows this church is hurting in this area. This type of thinking right here of boasting about what I can do and what I have done more than this person brings about disunity. It brings about biblical, unbiblical separation. So this thought of justifying oneself must be stopped at the door. You want to see a church divided? It's a person that actually thinks they're better than somebody else. When you raise yourself up in pride, you belittle the person beside you. And Paul is saying right here in our text is that God is the just and justifier. You don't have anything to boast about. you saving yourself by keeping the law. You haven't kept the law. We all have sinned, right? Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. For all of us in this room. So if you're looking around and everything, first look at ourselves. We all are the people that have sinned against God. So Paul is saying that the first thing right here is that if you're truly saved by faith, you should be humble and not be boasting about what you've done. You know the people that's not used to anything? They're not used to it, and I'm like that too. Yeah, I'm like Tom. You're not used to anything, and you just boast about all these things you have done. What Paul is telling us that right here is that if we're truly going to boast, we need to boast in everything, all the sin we have done. Right? If we're going to boast, boast in all the bad things we have done. Because he's the only one that's perfect. So we shouldn't be boasting all these things, all these accolades, all these things we think we've done and so good to be able to put ourselves on other people. Be honest with you, Jesus is the only one that can boast. He's the only one that can boast. He's the only one that's perfect. So we're going to boast and we're going to keep it real. We boast on all these bad things we've done. But we're truly in Christ. We're boasting what Jesus has done for us. Paul teaches this in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 31. I think Paul said that as well. He did say that. 
For conceal your calling, brother, not many of you were wise according to worldly standard. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble at birth. But God chose what was foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring nothing, bring nothing, nothing that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. So God has given us a law of the Ten Commandments for us to keep the law. We all have broken the law to humble us. To see that now is that only way we can be saved if God comes and saves us because now we have been disqualified. And I always mention this. If somebody went into a job interview and a job have all of these requirements to get this job, you got to, to be able to do this. You got to be able to do these certain things. And if you can't do these certain things, you will be denied from getting a job. Well, to get to heaven was requirements. You got to be perfect. You got to meet the requirements on the resume. When we look around that, nobody meets that requirement in this room, right? None of us meet the requirement. But with one that came that did meet the requirements, which was Jesus. He met all the requirements. And what he did is said, I got the job, but I give them the job. You see the difference? Is that Jesus, the one that was perfect and right, that for him, he deserved the job. He deserved to be with his father. But he said, hey, father, that's their resume. I, I give my resume to them. And so the father makes them right. So what can we say? Can we boast and say, hey, I got the job. I didn't know. We boast in Jesus. He gets the credit and all that happens. So what Paul is teaching us right here, though, is that Family, we must be humble as people. We deserve God's punishment, but we get his grace. So why are we treating people around us the way we treat them? We should be the most kindest people in the world. But the people here in Romans text right here, they were still thinking about the law. And Paul goes on and said, it is excluded. But what kind of law? By the law of works. They feel like they can still boast about what they're doing. And Paul is saying, you can't boast about all these things, all these good things you did doesn't save you. That boasting itself, making one right, is not needed in the church. Paul puts me in the Father then. So you're saved, so you're saying that you're boasting in all this law and the things you're keeping. Paul said, what kind of law then? If you think that you can be justified by the law, what law have you kept? You haven't kept any law. Paul transitioned and says right here, it's the law of faith. It's the law of faith. Paul is playing on words with the law, but he's communicating that the law that one is trying to keep to boast, it must be the law of faith. We must be boasting of what Jesus has done. The word faith is word pistos in, in Greek. It's the same word. Faith is a noun. Do you guys know what the verb form of faith is? It's belief. It's the same word. Faith and belief is the same word. One is used as a noun and one is used as a verb. So in English, we use the word pistos as a noun. It's the word faith. When we use pistos as a verb, it's the word believe. So faith and believe is the same thing. And so Paul is saying right here, for those who believe right here are saved. We are saved by faith, by our belief in what? In someone outside of ourselves, which is Jesus Christ. So we say about the law of faith. The law of faith that believe in Jesus. 
The law works and believe in self to try to keep these laws to make yourself to God. Family, we can never do more good than bad. We're always going to mess up. You got so many religions in the world trying to wipe the way to God. Right? This is Islam. This is Buddhism. All these religions say, I did this, I did this, I did this. Family, with the standards of God is that God is perfect. We make one mistake, we deserve punishment, right? But it's different, though, from the believer. He gives us grace. Even though we messed up, we believe in what Jesus has done, the one that is perfect. So the first point here, you guys remember, is that faith teaches us how to be humble. Faith teaches us how to be humble. The second point we see here, faith saves us. Look at verse 29. Or is it God, the God of the Jews only? If you are shocked that justification is by faith, you're probably shocked because you thought God was only for the Jewish people. Yes, he is for the Jewish people, but he's also for the Gentile people as well. For some of you guys are new to this terminology, to be a Jew is a person that God set, a group of people that God set aside to bring about Jesus. If you wasn't a Jew, you were a Gentile. Gentile. So it's two sides of people in the world, either a Jew or a Gentile. Wasn't nothing special about these Jews. Only thing was special about the Jews that God used the Jews to bring about Jesus. The Jews needed a Savior as well. They needed Jesus. The Gentiles needed a Savior as well. So some people boasting about national group that you guys might have seen all over social media called the Hebrew Israelites or the black Hebrew Israelites. So the black people are the true Jews and things of that nature. And what happened though is that a lot of them boasting about is that by being the black people being the true Jews is that we get the special privilege. It don't matter if you're black, white, whatever color you are, you're saying that you're a Jew. The scripture said everybody's sin. If you're a Jew that's sin and never repented and turned to Jesus, you'll be separated from God forevermore. If you're a Gentile that haven't turned from your sin and haven't put your faith in Jesus, you'll be separated from God forevermore. Fam, there's no biasness in this. Only those that are in Jesus are saved. And that's what Paul gets at here. These Jews were thinking that is that they kept the law, they had the law, they had some type of benefit. And Paul corrects him and said, is he not the God of the Gentiles also? So think about this then. If you do follow Jews keeping the commandments, you must not think he is the God of the Gentiles. So Paul asked the question, is he not the God of the Gentiles also? And listen to Paul's response. Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since God is one who would justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, God is the God of both Jews and Gentiles. Both, both are justified by God. Again, justified as being made right. So the circumcised is the people that were circumcised were they called the Jews. To be a part of Jewish people, you have to be circumcised. The people that were uncircumcised were the Gentiles people. So you got two different groups in the church. They got this Roman church, right? Sometimes the Jews is like, we had the law, we kept the law, we are like this special privileged Christian. And the Gentile was like, hey, we're just as important as you all. So you can see the division that's happening in the church. One group is think they're better than another group. It brings about division. So Paul is actually giving them a foundation though is that, hey, y'all shouldn't be fighting. Both groups are saved by the same person. 
Both groups are saved by Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Saved by Jesus. To the circumcised is the Jews because of the Old Testament laws God had given to them. And the uncircumcised were the Gentiles that wasn't given these special laws. And Paul confirmed that both are saved by faith. In Latin they would say sola fide. They both are saved by believing in Jesus alone. Family, if we get this wrong, we get everything else wrong. Because we would try to justify ourselves. We try to create our own self-centered, self-justified community that would devour one another and say, I did this to be saved. I did this. And this will lead division in the church. And there have been times that some people have lived as if they were better than others. Family, we don't have anything to boast. The only way we can be saved is by the same person, which is Jesus Christ. So we're saved by faith. We all don't deserve it, but he gives it to us. And this is all over the scriptures, y'all. All over the New Testament, we are saved by faith in Jesus. Galatians 2.16. Yet we know that a person is not justified worse than the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1. Since we have been justified by faith, made right by faith, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ. It tells us in Romans 4, 5. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who has justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as, as righteousness. And I can keep going on, fam. Philippians 3, 9. And be, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes from through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. Elena favorite verse, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one may boast. Family, we all in this room, we are saved by faith for those that are in Christ. So family, we're saved by faith. We don't have anything to boast by. We don't have anything to boast by. The only thing we boast in is what Jesus has done for us. And what does it do? It created a people, a created a people and a community of people that transform each block of the community of Palm Bluff. And we know that God saves us. You know what God has done for us? For all of us got a pass. Some of us and everything knowing that we should have been dead and gone. But we are here in a testament of what God has done for us. So family, we testify what God has done and we, we, we celebrate what God has done. So family, what does it do? It create a church with somebody not thinking they're better than somebody else. So many churches are divided over this. Somebody thinking that, well, I know more than this person in the scriptures. I come to church every Sunday. I do all these certain things, so now I got a better seat in this. Family, we all, right? We all are at the same level for those that are in Christ. Is that for all of us are saved by the same Messiah. So family, let us treat each other accordingly. Let us be quick to build one another up, to encourage one another. Let us be quick to do that. And as we do that, we're starting to see people around us to see the difference between us and the people in the world. And the last thing we see here brings us to point number three. Faith sanctifies us. 
Paul said in verse 31, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? So what do we do with the law? If we say by faith then, we don't need to keep a law anymore. That's what some people might be starting to think. Do we even need a law anymore then if we say by faith? So Paul asked this question. What do we do then? Do we get rid of the law then we say by faith? So after hearing that we are saved by faith, many could start thinking that the law doesn't matter anymore. That the law showed us our sin, but now we are under faith. We don't have to keep, we don't have to care about the law. So Paul respond boldly. Look in verse 31. He said it emphatically, by no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Now you're probably thinking like Paul, you're confusing us now. Do we keep the law or do we keep faith? Do we keep the law or do we keep faith? How do we understand both of these? Even though the law did not save, we don't throw away the law. The law should be kept because the spirit transforms us to do the thing that the law requires. We love each other because God loves us. So we don't keep the law to be saved anymore. We can never keep the law to be saved. But now we keep the law because the spirit is working in us. Some of you parents, you know, that have kids, you know, you want to, if you give your child something, you want your child to love you, right? You don't want to give them a gift for them to love you. Well, only time they come to give me a hug when I give something to them, you start to say, hey, do you truly love me? Are you just giving me a hug because of what I'm doing for you? But family, that's how some people see the law. They were doing all these things to get something from God at times. But God has said, no, if you truly love me, you keep my commandments. You truly love me now, that's who you are now. So we enjoy to do the things of the law now. We don't do the law to make it to heaven. We keep the law because of who we are in Christ now. It's our new nature now. They always say, look like a duck, quack like a duck. What's the last one? It's a duck, right? Right, it's a duck. In the same way as a Christian, if you truly, truly in Christ, you look more like Christ. Your life look more like Jesus than the things in this world, right? So how do we know this? It's all over the scripture. You guys know the, the, the many scriptures, the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Family. For those that are in Christ, we don't need a law anymore now because we are truly in Christ and we do the things of the law. Does that make sense? Paul says in Romans 8, 3, 4, For what the law could not do, and that is it, it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. As we walk in the spirit, we see the law lived out. They see Greg as a, 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 a great brother in Christ. See Demaya as a great sister in Christ. 
remind me of Hebrews 12, 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one can really see the Lord. So family, we are the people now that truly keep the law. Not to be saved, not to get things from God. We keep the law because it's our new nature now. Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The one that began a work, he's going to complete that work in you. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship. workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, works which God prepared before the foundation, beforehand that we should walk in them. So Paul is describing here in this test today, it's all about faith. He's not saying get rid of the law now. He's saying that now that the law, people see us now as a walking tablet of the law. You want to see people keeping the Ten Commandments? Look at Jared. You want to see people keep the Ten Commandments? Look at Jacob. You want to see people keep the Ten Commandments? Look at Elijah. Look at Dazzling. Don't look at Trey J, y'all. <laughs> but, 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 but for the most part, though, look, we, we should be looking like this. But at some time, family, we look worse than the world, don't we, y'all? I'm not saying, though, is that we are perfect. You know what I mean? We all, you know, we all. Every now and then, you know, we all kind of get off track. The Lord brings us back on track. But it's our desire, though, to live our life for Jesus. It's our desire to live for Jesus. Do we get off track? Yes. But in like, hey, you know, every day we're like, we want to do things contrary to God's word. If that's the case, then you really know Jesus. But for those that know Jesus, that we're convicted by the things we do, man, I shouldn't have did that, man. That was wrong. I shouldn't have cussed that person. Not me, but y'all shouldn't have cussed folks out. <laughs> you shouldn't have cussed them out, man. We, that was wrong. What I did, let me go back and apologize. I was a little harsh to this person. I mean, those convictions, those things are there. If those things are not fair, that you just love cussing everybody out. And you just love just, 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 just being prideful, just love just making everything about yourself. Family, have you tasted the goodness of Jesus? If you truly taste the goodness of Jesus, you'll see something different about your life. Something different about it. And John tells us in John 14, 15, if you love me, if you truly love Jesus, you keep my commandments. commandments. Again, kids and family, you might say you love your parents. But do you obey your parents? You can say all day you love your parents. But if you don't listen to your parents, you don't truly love your parents. In the same way as Christians, if we truly love Jesus, keep his commandments. Be the most kindest people, y'all, charitable people. We're always giving things away. I got something to give the pastor this morning. But family, the benefit of being saved by faith alone we get a new heart that desire the things of the law. So Paul is telling this Roman church, yes, we are saved by faith. Abraham in the Old Testament, Noah, Adam, everybody throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, everybody saved by the same way. How's everybody saved by? Faith. By everybody saved by faith and believing in Jesus. Paul explains this, that we're saved by faith. And by being saved by faith, that Keeping the law can never save. We enjoy the law, but it can never save. 
but the law now is written on our hearts. We keep those things that are in the law. Let me end with a couple of applications here this morning. Since we are given the gift of faith, we should be the most humble people again to walk this earth. So family, let us be kind this morning. Y'all be kind. Somebody break in front of you in Walmart line, be gracious to them. Let them have it. Let them have it. We're the kind people. Because when you let them have it and they come back and say, hey, I was in a rush, I broke line, I'm sorry. They saw the difference in you and they said, you were just so nice and kind. They see the difference in you. But in that moment right there, though, they break in line and you kind of show another side, right? They're like, uh-uh, you're going to wait in line just like me. You're going to get back behind and you, there's nothing wrong with saying you wait in line. Now, I'm not saying you can't say that. But sometimes we can go off on them and we don't have to do all that, family. We miss up opportunities to share the love of Jesus. So, family, we should be kind people. All right? Everybody say kind. Kind. Let us be kind, all right? Second thing we can learn from here, let us be reminded that we are saved by faith alone in Christ. We're not saved by coming to church. We're not saved by playing basketball. We're not saved by playing spades. We're not playing by doing something nice to our spouse. We're not being, we're not, we're not saved by being to work on time. We're not saved by helping people. All those are good things, right? All those are good things. I think I'm the best spade player, the basketball player. Play. I think I'm the best in all these things. But I'm not saved by these things. You're not saved by these things. Family, we're saved by Jesus. And by saying we're saved by Jesus, we enjoy these things. We, we help people out because of what Jesus has done for us. The cart doesn't come before the horse, right? Only by faith we're saved. The last thing right here. God, through faith, is said to conforming us to be more like Jesus. This is the benefit of being in Christ. That God is making us more and more like Jesus. Look back at your life now. Think about it. It's some stuff that you don't do anymore that you used to do, right? What happened in this? God is growing you and maturing you. And as you mature, as you get older and older, you should be looking more and more like Jesus. Very sacrificial. Now, you're backtracking now. I mean, but we should be looking more and more like Jesus. Again, we make mistakes. Ain't nobody here perfect. But our lives should be conforming more and more like Jesus. And the reason why this can happen, because he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the one that derails in us, that pushes us, that encourages us to do the right thing. And that's what Paul is communicating to the church is that we're saved by faith, and faith is going to make us more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us.